1: The new age of college sports media. It's college kids talking college sports.
2: College kids talking college
3: sports. College kids talking college sports. Let's get it, boys!
1: And we're back like we never left. Boys, it's another episode of College Kids Talking College Sports. I'm Nathaniel Point, LaPointe, and as always, I am honored, honored to be joined by Sir ACC, Calvin Cristoforo, and Andrew DeGeorge. How are we doing, boys? Oh,
3: Nathaniel, we're doing great. I mean, what is bad about talking some college sports? Nothing.
1: Absolutely That's nothing. True. That's true. You should be honored. So I'm glad you mentioned that multiple times. I still think, how, uh, maybe you,
2: like we're forgetting our name. That's why you like said it, threw it out to remember. But I mean, if you want to say you're honored, then
1: I'll take
3: that. I, I am. Tr- is upset today.
1: I am truly honored to be graced with Sir ACC's presence anytime I can get it. He hey, is a he is a special individual in the sports world. He's the next. Dick, like no other. He, he's the next Dickie V. I'm just ready. like no
2: other. I'm telling
1: you. I mean. If anybody wants to hear how magical this kid's voice is, he has been calling multiple great North Collegiate baseball games this summer. They're up on YouTube, on Calvin Cristoforo's YouTube page.
2: Actually, not on the GNCBL. On the the GNCBL's YouTube page.
1: page. On the GNCBL's YouTube page, excuse me. And those calls are glorious. Absolutely glorious. But let's jump into it. Before we want to jump into it, I was. I was wondering, because obviously we are all college kids, and I want to ask, Andrew, I heard a rumor that Ithaca College is not opening until October. Is that true? You are correct about
3: that, Nathaniel. Our president, for some reason, doesn't believe in doing things the way that everyone else does it. Where So most schools are going back early in August and going until Thanksgiving. Ithaca has the idea to go in October do classes until Thanksgiving, then finish the first semester of classes online, start the second semester of classes online, and then go back for the second semester in February. Makes zero sense. But um, just
1: just like Andrew, Ithia College zigs when everyone else zags. They do,
3: they do. But, I mean, for our football program, Rip. we don't know if we're going to be able to have a season. I've been talking to some football players. They are upset because... The Liberty League is able to start games September 26th, but our classes aren't supposed to start till October 5th. So no one really knows what's going to happen with that yet.
1: It will be a true determining factor on whether or not Ithaca College really cares about their sports. It, you're you're not
3: wrong about that, Nathaniel. I'm but not as wrong. an athlete there. I think they I think they do. I want to pretend they do, but it's looking like right now that they do not.
1: Uh, I mean, Cal. I see you shaking your head over there.
3: I mean, I mean. A- athlete's is a strong word for Andrew, but I mean, let's just Cal. So I'm playing in the games. You're calling them, and you're saying I'm not an athlete. I
2: mean, we've, well, we probably have similar batting averages to us this summer too. I'm still waiting to watch you get a hit for the first time this year. And you're Andrew doesn't to- have a hit,
1: the, a hit. Andrew doesn't have a hit this summer. No,
3: I, I do have hits. No I one. haven't seen one, and I have also haven't seen his team win. Who's in dead last, zero ten? You're also true about that. We ha- we've we struggled, but Nathaniel, as you know, all great teams come out of the slump, and that's what we're gonna do. When you have a guy like Patty Bolt who can take the ball every other day, I
2: mean, you got to think you're getting a win
1: one of these days. Andrew, I don't know if I'd agree that you're ever going to come out of this uh, slump. By the way, if you start the season 0 and 10, I I don't agree with your statement that you're going to come out every of this one. Every team makes
2: the playoffs, okay? The Northwind could get
1: hot. They could get hot. I mean, the Lightning started hot last year and it went downhill. But, but you know, know you never,
2: but you can never count out the Light Show in games
1: like that. I mean, that's the true. The Light
2: Show could pull up any night and beat you. I mean. That's you true. Have to team out. The but yeah, we're still
1: waiting. Andrew brought up Andrew brought up a point that I I had an idea while I was driving home. Yeah, you know, I was in the truck driving home from work, and I had this idea. Obviously, schools are going to be doing different things. We don't know what the Ivy League is going to do yet. But what if because it is the year of Corona, and we just made it like the best year of sports ever, and we took. All the schools that, you know, there's question marks. Who's going to return to play? Who's not? So for college football, what if we just took the 10 best programs in the country and put them into one conference for one year?
3: I like it because what you could do is kind of model it after what the NBA is doing and, and at last, put them in a bubble in Orlando. Even make it tr- the top 25 teams in the country and let them all play each other for
2: a Fifteen game slate. that's this, interesting. I like this is it. Interesting, this, but it's intriguing. <laughs> this is around on so many levels. Okay, first of all, how are you to decide that the top twenty five? Okay, without even one game being played beforehand.
3: Okay, It's, it's
1: easy. Ball, it's you, ball, ball, you take you take 30, the you 30. take the top. So like the Pac twelve gets Oregon. That's it. That's all they get. SEC gets LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia. ACC gets. Clemson. Clemson. The Big Ten gets Penn State. No. Notre Dame gets in.
2: You guys can't just take teams like that. But I can. Last year, Syracuse started the season ranked number 22 in the country. Okay? They started ranked number 22 in the country. They didn't even go 500. They didn't even make a bowl game. How are you going to justify, okay?
1: I'm not trying to justify it, Cal. This is my dream. This is my dream. That they won't get more
2: teams in. No, that's okay. Right. That's that's Close one reason. It. Number two, you could say all they want, all you want about guys not going to class or whatever. But they're student athletes; they have to go to class. And maybe they can take online classes. We're all okay.
1: taking online classes.
2: Why yeah, go to class? You're playing football. That's better. I mean, yeah, but maybe like guys one through twenty on a top tier roster, like, are going to have a future in the NFL. Maybe, probably, the more closer to one through five. But, like, there's so many guys in a team where some players aren't going to make the next level. They have to go to class. Okay, maybe they can do online school from the so-called bubble. But that's another reason why it won't work. You can't pick the teams. And you're not going to send guys from Oregon to Miami to stay there for weeks on end? 15 weeks?
1: No Dude, way! Those so kids now, would love it. What are you talking about? A kid in
3: Maine is never going to be put into Perspective. We're just we're just kind of thinking
1: things out. Cal, this was Cal. You didn't have to tear my idea apart in three seconds. Guys, guys,
3: guys.
2: Here's my idea. Okay, here's my idea. I heard this on the radio the other day. Um, What about a regional schedule? Okay, you take you, you. There's no teams you fly to. Okay, so you take the state of Michigan. Okay, you got those are the teams. You got Michigan. You got Michigan State. Okay, they can play each other. They don't even have to play each other once. They can play each other twice, maybe do a home-and-home. Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, driving range into those schools. Western Michigan. Western Michigan. Then you take, like, a Northeast Conference. you got Syracuse, Boston College, Temple, Penn State. Those colleges. Yeah, Penn, right in there. Penn's not, well, the Ivy League can't do all their sports. The Ivy League's not even playing this Yeah, you take regions like that where you don't do a Pac-12 Power 5. You just break it off into certain sections. Of, I don't know, the radius 300 miles maybe, places where you can drive through in a day, get a 1 o'clock game in or a 4 o'clock game in and drive home the same day. I think that idea is way more realistic. And maybe, yeah, you don't get the Big 12, the Big 12 championship game. You don't get the
3: Big 10 championship game. But that's an idea that, that I kind of like right now. That's I like, of like that idea, Cal, because that's when you see, especially in places like the South, Instead of just SEC teams playing each other, now you've got this crossover of SEC teams playing SEC teams. Yeah, because you've you Florida, Miami, Florida State, uh, Central, Florida. Central Florida, South Florida. Yeah, I, I like that, actually. And then you uh, have this diverse playing style of football, Which because normally, as we see in conferences, most teams in conference play very similar styles of football. I kind of like that idea, too, Cal. I, I mean, both, both are great ideas.
1: I like that, Cal. I like it a lot. I'm not going to lie. I
3: can't take full credit for it. Like I said, I heard it on the
2: radio, but that's the, one of the best ideas that I've heard so far.
1: Well, if you, I mean, if I think about it, I think it almost makes it more interesting because those schools are getting a chance, you know, in that area where if I think about, you know, just Georgia and that area where, you know, you could put, if you want, it's going to be Georgia, Georgia Tech, probably Clemson, South Carolina, South Carolina. Uh, Florida State Florida State could be in that, I mean, the, the, even could. the I endless mean. possibilities you could have from that of mixing conferences could be really interesting, and I like that a lot. Because I'm not going to lie, I've gotten bored of watching Georgia play Missouri every year because Missouri sucks.
3: Yeah, and then you've got Missouri playing Kansas, Arkansas, much more even opponents. Yeah. Week in and week out. Oklahoma's gonna blow them out. Oklahoma State will blow them out. But there's your region right there in the middle. There's gonna be some harder things to do because Wyoming, like, that's they're, they're like a plane ride away from anyone irrelevant. Colorado like not really has, though cuz then you get like Colorado's but then like, you'll get, how many then times do that, get to that play Mountain the West we, then you'll get that Mountain West conference we've been talking about you'll have Wyoming North Dakota State will finally get a chance against some good competition week in and week out If after. you want to throw an FCS teams I mean that I mean, completely changes I think things. I
1: think this is a year to do it I think in this case you can't take
3: North Dakota State out of this whole idea they're too good of a team yeah, no, but then if you if you do it for North Dakota State, you'll have to
2: do it for everyone. So go back right. to our Northeast region again. You got Syracuse, Boston College, and now you throw in a Holy Cross, you man, and, and Maine and Albany. Like,
3: I don't know if the FCS is a good idea to throw into this. I do because then you another team in James Madison gets to play. UVA. That's true. So we go back to James Madison, right?
2: But then we got to throw in like. Presbyterian who's like one no, of the you don't
3: have to throw in all of them but you can
2: if yeah but how do you make break... that once again how do you make that selection like that's because if you're bringing a handful of teams that say okay you've been dominating the FCS it's time for you to go
3: up in this thing. everyone else you stay like yeah, you, you, do that. you get rewarded for this you North Dakota State gets finally gets a, re- a real reward for dominating the FCS you don't need you can just you can just do this in the FCS as well I mean that yeah play. but I was, uh, personally I, if we're going to do this hypothetical situation of regional conferences. I'd like to see a team like North Dakota State. The weekend I mean, I would too. Don't FBS. get me wrong, I would too. Like, obviously, that, this is not going to happen. That's a hard so when conversation. When I'm thinking of, I'm thinking like, of the possibility, hey, that's what would excite me even more.
2: I mean, it would excite me, but that's a hard conversation. to Say, okay, North Dakota State, you're in Montana. You're
1: you're staying home. I mean, no, I think oh, I honestly think what right. I what you do is for a year. It's like a trial run. James Madison, you get to play in this region. Eastern Washington, you get to go play in that conference out with Washington and Washington State. Montana, you get to go play in this conference. You bring up North Dakota State. You give people a chance for a year to prove it, whether or not they can make it or not. If it doesn't work, you leave them back in the to? FCS. What if they say no? Then, then
2: that's, that choice. Then
1: they then don't that's their choice. Then that's their choice. But Cal, no they, more they, participation, trophies
2: if they wanted to make the move, if North Dakota State wanted to make the move to the FBS, they would have been there yesterday. Okay? They don't just they really don't want to.
3: I mean, I don't think that team I don't think given they want choice. to go play in the Mountain West, but I think they would want to if they had a chance to play in this midwestern region and they could play Minnesota, they could play Wisconsin. I think they would say yes. To I that. think
1: they would jump on the opportunity of being in a conference like that.
3: For a year? If they if it was you get a year like this and then if We'll see how it goes.
1: I yeah, there's no ties. Can. I think people jump on the opportunity without having to a year, you know, a 10-year agreement of being in the Big Ten or being in the Mountain West or, you know, something like that.
2: I mean, I, listen, you can give the schools the option, but I mean, I don't know how many people would well, – I'm going to tell you how many teams would
3: take that opportunity.
1: I think for a year, oh, yeah, people yeah, would yeah, take it. The never
3: going to liquidate, but i like – Yeah. All hypothetical situations. Yeah. Right?
1: No, that's interesting. Something that was released today, which was, so the schools that have the most varsity sports after Brown dropped multiple of theirs left were Harvard and Stanford, and now Harvard stands alone after Stanford dropped 11 of their varsity uh, athletics programs today, uh, highlighted by their synchronized swimming team, their wrestling team, uh, their men's and women's fencing team. Andrew, what else did they drop?
3: Yeah lightweight rowing men's rowing co-ed sailing and men's volleyball i think they also i think field hockey is out as well i believe i said field yes hockey, but yeah, field hockey, is, field out hockey well.
1: is out
3: as well and
2: okay so field hockey is the one i want to talk about here for a little bit to start here because i'm 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 a pretty big field hockey guy okay i like to watch a good game of field hockey i agree with you cal I don't, know. I, don't. I don't know if you guys know this, but can one of you tell me what conference Stanford is in for field
1: hockey? My guess is based off of the fact that it's that there's no other field hockey programs out there, it's probably someone on the East Coast.
2: It's the America East, okay? The America East. One of our favorite mid-majors we talk about, right? But we're talking about UMaine in this conference. We're talking about Albany.
3: We're talking about New Hampshire, okay? Monmouth. Okay, that's the not
1: mommish unless is. they're in there for field hockey.
3: Mommish is in there well, for field, field hockey. hockey. There's a lot less division one field hockey. There, there is right, but yeah. I field hockey at Stanford for me
2: never really made sense. Okay, and and when you think about it, if a score, a sport's going to be cut there, you got to look at the money standpoint. And field hockey is costing Stanford a lot of money. I never want to see a varsity program get cut. I feel for all these girls because they're going to a talk, I don't know, 15 college in the country, if you want to call it that, academically, okay? Yes. And they're getting to play field hockey. If people ask me, like when you're growing up, people ask me if you could go anywhere to play whatever sport you want for free, where would you go? I would always say Stanford. Harvard. Because okay? you, you get to play in the Pac-12, and then you get the education. I know uh, Sanford's not in the Pac-12 for field hockey, but this is their field hockey schedule, okay, this year. They went to Brown. They went to New Hampshire, they went to Harvard, they went to Vermont, okay. That's one road that's one East Coast road trip, right? Then they came back, okay, they played Wake Forest and Duke, okay, then they went home. Then they went back and played Syracuse. No, Syracuse came to them, okay. Syracuse they, came to them. Then they came back to the East Coast to play Ohio State and Louisville. And okay? Ball State. And Ball State, right? And then their American East Championships was in New Jersey, okay? How many East Which Coast road want. trips do you Which need? They
1: do they not play – they must have played UC Davis and stuff like that because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. –
2: that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's on East Coast road
1: trips. No, um, but they're in the America East too. Cal America, and UC Davis yeah. are in America East.
2: That's the America East West, okay? There's three teams in the America East West. I mean, Pac-12, I mean, they will have the field hockey teams, okay? Stanford was trying to do their own thing. I know they're a long, like um, – Ivy League type school who loves all the old-timey athletics that they have, all the programs, but trying to squeeze field hockey into me never really made sense at Stanford. I mean, they won the conference, I don't know, two, three years in a row. They had the player of the year who was a stud goaltender. I mean, they they, they had a very good program dominating the American East, but logistically, field hockey's not bringing in a lot of revenue. And it's costing the school a lot of revenue to go to the East Coast. So that's a sport that, I mean, it kind of makes sense that it's cut. I mean, I would obviously would love to see them still have a team there. I feel for all the athletes, but if one had to go, I could see field hockey. Now there's 10 others. And there's not really like a high-grossing revenue sport on the list. Men's volleyball is probably the most revenue-generating sport that they have there. After you take field hockey out, and, I mean, how many other schools have men's volleyball? I mean, these sports are getting cut, but I can kind of see what the Stanford side of the story is here, guys.
1: Cal, so did Cal, did your agree. lights go out?
3: No, it's just getting dark, and I have no lights on. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, Cal, I agree with you, but then I go and I look at Stanford's endowment, and I see there the the... Wealthiest, co- wealthiest college in North America, not even in the United States. This is not a school that is fighting for funding. They have plenty of funding. Yeah, you're right. Field hockey travels ridiculous, but they had a good field hockey program. They also promised these athletes a spot and are cutting it. And it's not like that they don't have the funding. They have plenty of funding. I understand sailing. I've been very clear that I don't believe sailing is much of a sport. I understand squash. Whatever, but skill hockey, that's a legitimate sport. And wrestling, wrestling's a very cheap sport. You're not buying a lot of equipment. Yeah, you have to pay for the insurance, but you're not, it's not like you're giving away a ton of money. And they also have a very good wrestling program. They were 11 and 4 on the year, would have been in the NCAA tournament had it not been canceled due to COVID. And that's just one of those things where I don't understand it.
1: I'm going to be honest, because yeah, I, I, I have, I, hold on cat. I'm gonna weigh in quick because I have yet to weigh in on this. Um, I don't have a huge problem with them cutting the programs that they cut. Cause to be honest, as I said, one of them was synchronized swimming. Like I don't know et- I don't know any other, you know, colleges in the country that have synchronized swimming as a varsity sport. As a club sport, like that's cool, but like I, I don't see the point in fully funding that. If as Cal said, I don't see a reason why you're gonna have a field hockey team when there's barely any teams west of the Mississippi and you're playing the, in the America East, which is dominated by teams in New England in that conference, it just doesn't I mean squash to be honest isn't a revenue generator' cause, so in the end that's gonna be the first to go everywhere that's just a preppy sport that no one genu- I mean no one really cares about so that's gonna be an easy one to go. I had zero problem with them cutting the programs that they cut. I genuinely did not care about any of them. They were all just—they proved to the point that they just had too many sports. You're,
3: you're not wrong about that, but that's 240 student athletes who just had their career cut off. I agree. I, I see or, both sides of it. I, like I said,
2: play a real you sport. You didn't mean didn't make sense, but it's these guys is sports. Okay, it's their livelihood. Most of them. I know a bunch of rowing guys, okay? As they third. had a great rowing program. They came in third in the Pac-12 in and rowing. And, and the Pac-12 is the, one of the best rowing conferences Which in the country. a legitimate, like, I, yeah. as much as I would think.
1: Rowing is the one I'm sport I think they should have kept. Uh, but that's, a prep, that's a preppy sport that has an, an alumni base. what
2: they train for. You train your whole life to play squash at Stanford, and then it's just gone. And it's not like for squash, it's not like there's not a lot of teams out there like field hockey. This teams on the west coast that play squash, it's team. It's a team and sport. Andrew said the endowment. That's everything everyone. All the all, everyone when this college says anything about money, it always goes back to the endowment. Like yeah, they have a bunch of money, but maybe this is just not. Budget, I, um, Another point, I think all the sports are coming back, too, by the way. I, I, think, sure they're gonna get, I think they're going to get – I think there's going to get heavy – like, all the sports that have been cut, okay? There's going to be heavy backlash from the alumni. How much alumni – alum- how many ma- – hold on.
1: Hold on, class. though. Like, how many of the alumni do you think genuinely care about squash and synchronized swimming?
2: Someone who you're, plays you're squash at, at Stanford sport, and, and squash your is the highlight of their family. life. They want their kids to grow up playing squash. And then they went to Stanford. Stanford, and g- people who graduate from Stanford, Flash, they get a lot of money. They okay. are very
3: well well off.
2: This is not from Joe Schmo University here. Okay, so I think I think all the sports are going to get back because I think the alumni is going to be fed up with this. I think they're going to be very upset. And so they this- go back to Utah. They're going to they're going to get some teams to play on the West Coast. I mean. For them to come across the country three, four times in a year just doesn't make any this sense.
1: Brings me, this brings me to my next point. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. This brings me to my next point. I want you guys to...
0: Wait. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: And on this is, are schools using this technique of dropping varsity sports programs to get funding from their alumni to back their programs because they don't feel like they were back before and they want free money.
3: So, Nathaniel, that was actually the exact point I was going to bring up. And I I do agree with you. I think that schools, they just don't want to pay for sports. And at a place like Stanford, where, yeah, football's big, but it's very much more influential as the academic side of it. I think, yeah, you're right. They just want the alumni, they knew the alumni would end up raising money, and they just wanted the alumni to pay for it. I disagree. I completely disagree. Why would you give your school a bad look? Can we all agree that this is a bad look
2: for Stanford? So, bad look for any, to me, it's a bad look for any university. Okay, why would you bring all this negative attention? Okay, maybe, like, some people say any attention is good attention, okay, but why would you try to bring all this negative stuff to your campus just to get funding for programs? Don't you think Stanford, if they sent Something that said, "Hey, this program is struggling. They're on the verge of going to their alumni base." I don't and think and
1: that. And I don't think, I don't think move that moves the needle, like cutting no, a program. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think
3: people are because that's when you get this reaction of uh, someone else will pay for it. It's, I don't really need to. Yeah, I think, but I think you. It's a bad look for cut These programs. It's a really bad look. It's and, a bad do these school
2: schools care, care though?
1: I
3: think we have to address the underlying issue of. All universities who their first thing they do is they cut sports when funding's not there. That's not true. That's not yeah.
1: true. Hold on. Time That's out. Time true. out. And I'll also, That's- hold on. Andrew, you also brought up another I mean, point. Why I think in the end, this is a bigger problem in the United States. where a huge problem. Where I think actually the bigger problem is kids will go and spend, let's just say, Four years of college, the average kid spending $125,000. I don't know if that's right, but I'm going to ballpark it it's and say it's there. there. Yeah, that's ballpark number. But what happens the minute you graduate, Cal? Obviously, none of us know yet. But for our parents, what does the university do the minute you leave? They ask you for money. They right? ask what? you what? for what? more what? money. Yeah, after I, the school I, is done. I paid you. A, since when? Is there another business transaction where you pay someone? $125,000, and then when they're done with the job, they say, hey, you want? can you give us more? Like, no. No. That And that's where I think the problem lies in American institutions. We're not just
3: seeing it at the college level either. We're seeing it in Maine. High school, high school sports are getting cut. Maine football, most of it, is going to eat man I think a problem in America is people just aren't, Putting the focus on sports that I believe they should. I disagree with that. I think I think sports teaches very valuable life lessons. Kids need, maybe and maybe college sports is a little out there, but I just think enrollment in sports in all is down. I know enrollment in baseball is down throughout this country. Enrollment in football is down throughout this country. I think for different reasons, though, for different reasons.
2: Yeah. People aren't playing baseball because they're pulling the cross. Baseball is too slow for them. People aren't playing football because they're concerned about CTE and they're concerned about long-lasting health issues. Okay, and who knows? Maybe Stanford. Maybe Stanford cut other programs before these. We have no clue if Stanford cut a science project. I if hope Stanford they cut, cut- I hope they cut music funding. Is my big one. I mean, yeah, but you can't say that. I mean, I do say sports to you is the same to some music to someone. That can
3: be someone's passion. They You're can right. dream of singing at Stanford. You're right, and I don't care is my point. I, like, well, I that's, me, music is not That's being tone point. deaf. That's being tone deaf. That's it is, true. It's, complete, was, it's completely tone deaf,
1: I'm with, I don't care. I'm with Cal on this. I'm with I Cal. Mean, we
2: have no clue what Stanford c- c- cut. To tr- before this, to try to preserve these programs,
3: and then maybe at the end of the day, they they had to go. And I, I understand, as you guys said, these programs are not huge revenue boosters. I understand it, but we have seen other universities cut their baseball programs, which me, isn't
1: wrong. which isn't and a revenue. You
3: love baseball more yeah. than you love singing, but baseball isn't mean... is ba- is in,
2: in this
1: country. I don't know, man. If if they told Andrew that little baby was going to be cut. There's a good chance that Andrew would, would Andrew would fund to get a little baby back.
3: Not a college sport,
1: Nathaniel. I, so I'm I, just I, saying, but that that's the singing thing.
3: No, my point is that, and I get funding's a problem. Like, I understand that. But it just, as Nathaniel, you know as an athlete, get, seeing any program cut sucks, especially if you are one of the people put in that position.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yo, yeah, we Wait, lost Cal. Did your power go out? Power went out? Yeah, that's too bad. We lost Cal. Uh,
3: I mean, viewers, or listeners, Calvin, uh, hopefully you'll hear his voice soon. But uh, Nathaniel, I say we just keep going.
1: I, I say we keep rolling. So for all the listeners, you know, this is this is as natural as it gets. Uh, we're having some weather up here in Maine. It's been thunderstorms all afternoon. little rain, and uh, Calvin lost his power. Oh, is Cal coming back? Cal could be coming back. Let's see. He's trying? Maybe not. I don't know. We, we push on, though. Andrew. Hey, we,
2: the show must go on.
1: The show goes on, obviously. Andrew, what do you think colleges should do this fall with return to school while, while still being safe and taking all that into consideration?
3: I think, and we talked about this brief, briefly on our last um, show in our Get Your Head in the Game segment, I understand that colleges need to be very careful because number one, when we're talking about money. Colleges are going to be sued if outbreaks happen at their school.
1: That's true. Oh, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. He is back. And he is back. He is back. The show went on, but we're here and we're better. Cal, we we'll missed you. Here, guys. So Cal, down, we've we've kinda kind of moved on. We're now trying to what colleges should do in the fall, and, the and a return, to, a return to pro, a return to school, and a return to playing. What, what, what I mean, we I think was, is best? Uh, I was still making my point. He's still things. talking now.
3: So, I, as I said, schools are going to be especially safe because they don't want the liability of an outbreak because they'll they'll be sued, and we're talking about schools losing money. But I also want schools to under to really take into consideration. That the majority of their students are not going to be at risk, and I, I think schools need to push on because I th- think if we don't push on, at some point, kind of going to never be able to go back. So I'm hoping that schools will push on. That's my opinion. I know people will differ from that opinion, but I, I'd like to see things come back to normal. I, I'm going to be very hypocritical because I see I can see this going a lot of
2: different ways. You know, I agree. Okay? With, with what you just said, Andrew, I mean most of the students aren't going to get it. But what about the one kid with diabetes
1: who gets it right. and You're dies? Not wrong about that. I mean, that there's going to be not probably
2: five. off the school.
1: There's probably going to be ten percent of all the kids who go back to school that get symptoms and get sick. I mean, Scott Kingery from the Philadelphia high. Phillies. I think that's a little high.
3: Ten percent. That's very high. I that's
1: mean, we're if you think about it, though, Scott Kingery from the Philadelphia Phillies is a top. Tier athlete, a major league baseball player in his mid twenties, and Corona took him for a couple rounds. Well,
3: what I think, now? He's what back. I think, now he's back.
1: Yeah, and I'm just gone. saying. Do schools really want to deal with that?
3: Here's what I think. I think that the that it's up to the individual. If you don't want, if you don't want to, if you know you're high risk, and if you're really afraid of it, as a lot of people are, rightfully so then I think it should be your decision not to put yourself in that situation. And I think schools need to be flexible on that. Some kids may, may want online classes. Some kids may want to commute that schools normally wouldn't allow. Some kids may want to live off campus, whatever. But I think at some point it should be up to the individual student, the individual athlete, to say they want to participate.
1: What so, I think is really interesting, because my school has done this, and I'm not a fan of this so far, but I've seen I, – I know – I think I heard that University of Louisville is doing this as well. It, they're they're going to do hybrid classes where some are going to be online and some are going to be in person, whether you're – you know, if you're on campus. So if I decide to live on campus at Stonehill College next year, half of my colleges – or half of my college classes are going to be online anyway, which I am not down with. I am not paying – you know, thousands of dollars to get an online education from my dorm room.
2: Okay, boys, and, and, and I get this email from Syracuse on Sunday, okay? Breakdown of classes, okay, this year for the 2020, 2020, 2020 fall semester, okay? 45% of classes will be delivered 100% in person, okay? 37% of classes will include both in-person and online classes, Eighteen percent of classes will be one hundred percent online. So See, that's here's the thing. Oh, sorry.
3: So that's that's our breakdown, Andrew. And you can you can elaborate on it as you may. My elaboration is classes to me are not the problem. You can require students to sit in class and wear a mask, and most likely, from what we know, it's not going to spread. The problem is is your students who aren't going to listen, like myself and aren't going to be with large groups of people.
1: I love that he knows that.
3: And and there's nothing that, like, there's nothing the school can do about it. Not every student is going to sit in their singular dorm room. Like, it's, I, it's a very difficult situation. I am glad I'm not someone who's in the position to decide because.
1: Yeah, so am I. I
3: But, again, you can't, like, you're, the colleges are not going to be able to stop students from congregating.
1: Well, also, the tough part is, too, like, if Corona just keeps spreading around college campuses, the hell do you do at the end of November when you have to send all your kids home? Th- that's the other issue. I do mean, they're connect. all just gonna—they're all just gonna infect other people when they get so
3: home. That's, that's where I'm, I'm thinking in my head of what Garrett Delano, a friend of the show, when he came on, he said the problem is actually good if you keep kids on campus because they're gonna spread it around to each other, but most, almost all of them will be okay. It's the problem is when you send them all home, and now they're infecting people who aren't high risk. That's
1: and where the big issue is. Also, I think it gets to a point where it's like Andrew, you and I are athletes. Why? I I don't want to go back on campus, move into my dorm, an outbreak of you know five hundred kids get sick in the first month, and the school's like, dude, we're gonna send you home again. For like, first off, especially since there's no. We don't know if there's immunity to this thing yet. If you get it, you could get it again. So I don't want to be in this constant cycle of getting the coronavirus at school. You're completely right about that. And then if I come home, I'm at risk of infecting my entire family, which my dad, when he goes to work, can infect all of his coworkers. My sister, when she goes to school, can infect her entire school. You know, it's, It is a ripple down effect that doesn't seem worth it, but at the same time, Schools need the money, or they're going to go bankrupt, and it's a really tough decision.
3: But, and then also, kids need to go to school. Like, I, you know, an online education was not the same as getting an actual education. Yeah, I kids, agree. We, there will be a generation of students who are not prepared for the world if people don't end up going back to school. So, it's, it, there's just so many factors and variables that go into this decision, is what I think. I agree. And personally, selfishly, I'd like to see everyone go back on time, all sports resume with fans, everything go back to normal. Realistically, I know that can't happen. I think I, 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 here's my thing on it. We're
2: seeing all these college collegiate baseball programs open back up, okay, for the summer, Not, not, not schools, but collegiate summer baseball leagues open but up not really. And they're playing games. It, it, have, we've been playing games here on the GN? I mean, so yeah,
3: we're all at, local. That's
1: the thing. And so we're also not hanging out with each other. We're playing baseball and then we're leaving.
3: But yeah, that, that's not, but like uh, Coastal Plains League in, in the Carolinas shut down. Northwoods, a kid on our Ithaca team, they the Northwoods opened back up and he went was there for two days and got sent back home because six kids tested positive for Corona. That's the thing, though, Andrew. That's the and thing that's right it. there. That's the point it's I was the, getting at. The travel. That's it's issue. it's to me it's
2: testing. Okay, I, I, I find it her. hard to believe that these leagues are open up and none of the players okay don't have it. Okay, I'm sure the kids in the GNCBL do? I know, but they're not showing symptoms, so the, they're not. And there's not, not testing, so there's no problems. Okay, that's the thing. Like, yeah, if you close your eyes, is he still gonna be there? Yeah, he's still gonna be there, but no one's gonna know. So. I mean, you gotta test because that's the right thing to do. But if you're not testing at these colleges, there's not going to be that many problems. The only people that are going to get feel it are the people with underlying health issues. Okay, that you should know about. That you should be extra careful to protect yourself from. And and older elderly staff
3: members. Yes, and as we talked about Clemson, 37 kids tested positive. Not one showed a symptom. So you don't test them. You don't
1: know when Clemson gets to practice is normal. It's, it's it's it I mean, it's a tough decision by it's all means. Very
3: difficult.
1: Because you gotta think about yeah, past if you think you gotta think past sports, but unfortunately, if you look at it, if you return, you know, all the college kids back to their campuses right now and you had no idea what corona was, you're just gonna think it was a bad flu season at worst. You Which know?
3: happens all the time in college.
1: Yeah, it happens all the time at school. So, in the end, it's, it's because we're made aware of what's going on and because of the testing that we know how bad it is because not a lot of college kids, knock on wood, die from corona. You know, it, it acts very, very similarly to the flu. So, I think the NCAA, along with schools in general, have a very tough decision to make. I know a lot of schools have given kids the option to take their classes from home online with all classes having the capability of being online. Um, I think it's just going to be really, really hard. And I think we're going to be in this cycle for a couple of years. I don't until a vaccine comes around. Depends I don't think this is going and away. And I don't and I don't I don't see Division two or Division three sports happening in the near future until there's a vaccine. But,
3: it, but on that point, here's what I think. As you said, Nathaniel, schools are giving people the option to take online classes, whatever. I like what the NCAA did. They allowed students back on campus. They get, left it up to the schools. And then I think schools should leave it up to the individual athletes, individual students. If you don't want to come back, no one is forcing you. Yeah. But if you want to come back, you should have the option. And you just have to sign some waiver that leaves the school of any liability. And then I think things will go
1: back to normal. Something I wonder about, which, you know, it always comes back to me when I hear the NCAA is money. What, uh, what, how much of, you know, the revenue stream is going into their thinking about, you know, starting sports up again? Because I think that the NCAA, everything in the NCA is driven by money. And they have not gotten any money, especially they lost – money from the college world series. They got no money there. They got no money from, uh, March madness Madness being canceled. So I think they're having a cash flow issue and they need sports back just like schools need kids back on campus. So I think a lot of these people, which makes me, you know, skeptical of these decisions because in the end, I think money is the driver for all of it. And people aren't really looking at after people's safety. They're just kind of money is becoming a huge factor.
2: Too okay. We talked about the schools okay being hit hard, but you know who I think is going to be hit hardest by this is the towns, the economy surrounding. Well, point, I know, it's it's I, know I know you're a Georgia guy. Okay, I've spent a weekend out in Athens. Okay, and if the University of Georgia wasn't there, it would be a suburb, an hour and a half outside of Atlanta. Okay yeah. that's all it would be. Okay, that economy in Athens, if there's no football this season, is going to suffer, and they're going to suffer hard. There can even be I don't know local businesses should close down out out there. Yeah. it's going to suffer. It's going to be hit hard. Okay, so these big college towns, South Bend, Indiana. Okay, if Notre Dame wasn't there, I
3: mean they're nothing. They're yeah. nothing. I, mean, I agree. It's it the same way. We have two universities. Told, that's it. It's a good That's a great example too. That they, they their mayor predicted about a billion dollars loss in the next mm-hmm. four years if students aren't put. Put back on campus, with especially
2: activities. with Cornell being in Ithaca. It's Cornell, and all,
3: the, 14, international students, all Ithaca the international students, all the international students coming down. over. So that's that's over half of the Ithaca population mm-hmm. is college students who go downtown who support even local restaurants. These local. We
1: bars. need the Andrew to yeah. George's of the world back swiping his credit card for more beers.
3: Absolutely, that's exactly true. Like I mean, issue. or no, or no main.
1: Oh, okay. for sure. Right.
3: there's nothing up there I mean, other than a college.
1: I mean, colleges are economies in themselves.
3: I agree, and I, and I think people are looking... There's a lot of people looking strictly at the safety of everyone, and there's a lot of people strictly looking at the money. I'd like to see a, pl- a place where we look at both and kind of come to a compromise.
1: I say we go with the cost-benefits. You know, somebody break down a cost-benefit analysis on both and see which one outweighs the other. And let's yeah. think past tomorrow. I mean, at this point, we're not at a time where... You know, it can change tomorrow unless there's a vaccine. I think we got to be looking down the road and saying, how can we help people's health and financial stability down the road? That's I'm where we need to be. People are looking at it like,
3: oh, we're going to have a vaccine by then. We don't really need to come up with a long-term plan. I think there needs to be a longer-term plan, especially in college sports, than what we're looking at. Well, I agree. we don't know. That's the thing. There's no That's, long-term plan. But there needs to be a... if. This does, if a vaccine doesn't come out, what is our plan? Yeah, but that's an if. Like, what if a vaccine comes out? Then that plan completely changes. They, they start normal. Time making that plan. But you need to have that plan. Say say, there's another outbreak at most major universities. Yeah, but these are all hypothetical situations. There's nothing known about
2: the situation. That's Correct. why I don't know if we've touched on the Ivy League at all tonight. Okay, that they're a little bit up. we have. There's no all sports. All fall sports and I think that decision's made way too early.
1: And the Nesca- and the NESCAC's run. not far not far behind from doing the same and thing. The
2: NESCAC is look different at, too because no one's getting on a plane to play in the NESCAC. Nobody. Okay. There's three teams in, in, in Maine, okay, from the NESCAC, and the governor of Maine has already lifted any uh quarantine if you're coming from New Hampshire, Vermont, where Middlebury is, New York, which has Hamilton or Connecticut, which has Wesleyan and Trinity. Okay. Connecticut Logan College. Stinks, Connecticut Massachusetts College. has Williams.
1: Yeah, but yeah, Mass, Mass is still close to man.
2: Okay, but by, but by guess that's already time, that's already half the teams in the conference are allowed to play each other.
3: And, and by the time we get to sports happening, which is early September, late August, I believe um, Massachusetts, the band's supposed to be lifted Probably. by August 1st. There's a possibility to play. I think these decisions, what I would like to see and what I really like about what the big Division I schools are doing, they're starting up.
1: Yeah. All right, boys. Well, that is about all the time we got for this week. Uh, For all of our listeners, that is our take on what we think about the coronavirus in college sports going forward. As always, hit us up on our website for the great stuff that our writers and Aiden Thomas are doing, collegetalking.com. Let us know your thoughts on our social media platforms, collegetalking on Twitter, collegetalking on and Instagram, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya.
2: Make sure to hit us up on our website, collegetalking.com, for all your college sports news, and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at collegetalking for real-time updates as well as sneak previews of the podcast.
3: We'll see you next
1: week. Keep it cool. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky?
0: In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.